I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today I'm recording with a glass of wine. It is just that type of day for me. I have had a rough week of momming in general. My little guy has not been himself all week, so it's just been definitely more exhausting than usual trying to figure out what's going on with him and anywho, um... I wanted to remind you guys that I'm going to be taking off for 4th of July weekend. So that includes the 4th itself. So there won't be an episode on Wednesday. The next one will be on Thursday. So you'll have Friday's episode and then the next week you won't have one until Thursday. I know that's a long wait, but I have to take these breaks strategically or else I would legit lose my mind doing the news every single day. So um, bank holidays I'm taking off. I really appreciate y'all's patience with that. And anywho, without further ado, we will get into our stories for the day. But I did want to let you know, we have a lot of like smaller stories today. That's kind of the theme here. We have four mini stories. And then I believe, let's see. Yeah, four bigger stories as well. Let's get into it. So unfortunately, guys, I do have to confirm that the human remains found in Southern California were indeed that of Hollywood actor Julian Sands. He was only 65 years old, which, you know, in a lot of cases, that's a very full life. But at the same time, it's kind of young. I feel like, you know, he probably could have lived a lot longer. So this is such a big reminder not to go hiking alone. And if you do go hiking, make sure you have the proper tools, you know, water, cell service, etc. Our heart goes out to all those who are affected by his passing. And we may have to watch A Room with a View this weekend to commemorate his prolific career. Also, this isn't necessarily a news story, but I just found out about these and wanted to make you guys aware. Um, There are a number of apps that can help you track air quality. I had no idea. And with the wildfires still raging in Canada and all kind of other strange weather happening, it wouldn't be a bad idea to download one, especially if you do live in the Northeast or heck, just to have Here's a few of their names. So one is called the Air Now app. One is called Plume Labs app. And one is called Air Care app. Better safe than sorry. I also found out right before we went to record this episode that Madonna, as in Madonna, was rushed to the hospital Sunday night after being found unresponsive in her home. She was reportedly intubated at the hospital for at least a night, but she is awake and recovering now. She was supposed to take part in a celebration tour starting on July 15th, but now it looks like that will not be happening. 
We wish her a full and speedy recovery. And if any other info comes out, we will be sure to keep you guys posted. And for our fourth and final mini story, there were large pieces of the Titan, you know, that submarine that imploded near the Titanic, pulled from the ocean floor, as well as what are presumed to be human remains. Everything will be taken to a lab and analyzed. They are currently investigating to be sure that this is the correct vessel and to make sure that there were no laws broken in the way that OceanGate was conducting business. So stay tuned for potentially more info on that. Okay. And we will go ahead and dive into our longer updates for today. So first up, I did have a couple little updates for you guys on the Russia rebellion. Let's get into it. So first up, the president of Belarus, Lukashenko, he has now alleged that Putin suggested to him that they team up to kill the leader of the Wagner mercenary group. And this is particularly alarming information coming out because this particular guy was confirmed to have arrived in the country of Belarus where Lukashenko is president. Photos have showed him stepping off a plane in the country and the arrival was also confirmed by Lukashenko himself. We also found out that a senior military member of the Russian military knew about the rebellion in advance, which almost makes it seem like some of the Russian military members were in favor of this uprising and basically allowed it to happen. So this is definitely a curveball in this war, and we'll definitely keep you guys posted on how everything is shaking out. And on that note, we will head to our next story. So the Supreme Court's stalking decision. So this was incredibly disheartening for me, at least to hear as someone who has been studying the crime of stalking for years on my own. Stalking is a crime, you guys, because it's dangerous. It's not just annoying or a nuisance. Some experts have referred to stalking as murder in slow motion because this is how cases often end up. But at the end of the day, stalking alone without escalating to physical harm, it causes fear and wrecks havoc on people's lives, mostly women, by placing them in a constant state of fear. Imagine if you are constantly being bombarded by contact from someone who would not stop and you had no idea what their intentions might be. Stalking victims often have to move, lose jobs, lose friends, lose spouses, and ultimately lose their independence. They have to live their lives constantly changing their behavior around someone else's whim. And when I say constantly, I mean every minute of every day. The psychological toll that it takes on a victim alone should be considered harm, in my opinion. But our laws are seriously lacking in this category. And now that's being further reinforced by the Supreme Court. So the justices sided seven to two with a convicted stalker, Billy Counterman, saying that the jury would have to decide whether or not they believed the threats he sent to the victim via Facebook were quote unquote genuine threats, which 
almost feels like gaslighting. It's illegal to threaten people. And the jury had already decided that his messages would cause a reasonable person fear. So yeah, it's kind of like the jury had already decided that the threats were genuine. Otherwise, why would someone be afraid? I would laugh, except it's not funny. The crime of stalking is incredibly misunderstood. This woman has been receiving these cryptic, threatening messages from this man nonstop for two years. He has suggested to her that he's tapped her phone lines, he's followed her and her husband on dates, and he knows her vehicle and where she lives. He has told her that he wants her to die. This woman is just trying to live her life, and now there is the potential for this stalker's conviction to be overturned because of the Supreme Court decision. My heart is broken for her, and I honestly cannot understand this decision. And I want to point out that victims and victim advocacy groups alike are saying that this decision will put people in danger, period. And that goes for both men and women who are stalking victims. So I was really sad to hear this, but I wanted to make sure you guys knew about it because it is an area of the law in America that is just way behind the times. And last up for today, I wanted to talk about an update on the Hollywood writer's strike. So I also wanted to give you guys an update on the Hollywood writer's strike. It is still going on. But there has been an interesting development. Basically, the leaders of the union called SAG were letting their members know that negotiations with the studios were going well and that they were remaining focused on the most important issues to the writers. But the way that they worded it, it almost seemed like everyone was coming to the middle on things. And that's when a bunch of big name celebrities stepped in. This is a huge moment for creatives in Hollywood, and it may set the tone for how they are treated on into the future. The spotlight is really on them for once, and these are the people behind the cameras, and many big names don't want them to settle or come to the middle. These big celebrities want the writers to get everything on their wish list, so They actually wrote a letter, a petition of sorts, imploring SAG, the union, not to compromise, to really advocate for the full list of demands. But the contract expires June 30th, so that is a deadline for them to cut a deal. The letter to SAG has been signed by the likes of Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon, Jennifer Lawrence, Ben Stiller, Glenn Close, and Amy Poehler, just to name a few. And again, the issues that these writers are striking over are things like minimum pay, residuals that they were just getting pennies on, health care, pensions, and more. So these are really important issues that affect their day-to-day life. Their creativity makes Hollywood go, and we all know that. But it is vital that they are treated like human beings and given their due because, again, Hollywood would not run without them. These studios would not run without them. 
It may not be their face that we're seeing or their names that we know, but we all laugh at their jokes. We recite their iconic lines. And though we may never know who they are, they make an impact on every single production on television, period. Let's hope that they can get their demands met and within the window and that this could be a turning point for creatives. May they fight to the death. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.